You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vissard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And hey, you know I always have to take care of a little housekeeping, dusting up the place. If you have not subscribed to this show, please hit that subscribe button. You got to tell all your friends and family about Your Credit Today and the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here. Hey, guys, so listen, if you have any requests, if you want to know about anything, when it comes to credit, when it comes to purchasing, anything from a financial standpoint of view, I need you to hit me up. Why don't you go ahead and send an email to customerservice at conquercredit.com. Let us know the questions that you have and we will surely bring those questions to the show. Now, today I wanted to talk about something because I've been getting a ton of questions about this with respect to buying or leasing a car and what the process is, and what are some of the pitfalls that you need to know about when you are going through this type of transaction. The different things that you need to look at when you're looking at your statements that come in the mail. If you are actually going to purchase this car or lease this car through a business, or if you're doing it personally. So let's just get right after it and really talk about this particular subject. So one of the things that you want to do is if you are a business owner, I would always tell you if you have an LLC, an S Corp or a C Corp, you should always be leasing or purchasing the car in your business name. Now, why is that? Well, your CPA hopefully would tell you that you have a lot of write-offs that you can do with respect to your vehicle. Now, (laughs) the funny thing is, is that A lot of us right now are not actually even using our vehicles. I actually leased a car probably two months before the pandemic hit and literally have gone to the gas station, I think in the last six months, maybe twice. So haven't filled her up too much, but still love my little car, my little Lexus that I have. What a great car that is, by the way. But listen, so the the thing going back to it is if you have a business, you want to take the loan out in the business name. And the reason for that is, is that you want to separate the debt of that particular car from you personally and keep it in your business. And the reason for that is, is that the business should be writing a check on a monthly basis for that loan or that lease. And that's something that you can write off. You can write off the interest. You can write off the mileage. And most importantly, if you keep track of how much gas you use when you're going to appointments and things of that nature, you can also write off the gas mileage and the bill for your gas. And the way that you would do that is you have to make sure, friends, that you take copious notes and or you have one credit card that is isolated to be used for your gas expenses and or your car or vehicle expenses. Anytime you're going to get an oil change, um, anytime you're getting a service with your particular car and buying gas, you should be doing it on that one particular credit card and your accountant, CPA, bookkeeper will just love you for that because it's easier to track instead of you doing it on five different credit cards and then they have to track it over those five different credit cards. But so that is if you are a business owner. 
Again, if you're a business owner, you want to make sure that you take out that loan or lease in your business. Now, if you are a person or you are taking this loan out personally, that's okay. But the thing is, is that a lot of people always ask me is, Angela, what is really the biggest difference between leasing a car or purchasing a car? And why would I actually want to lease a car versus purchasing a car? Now, again, That is based on the fact if you have a business and you're able to write it off. Well, also, there's another reason as to why you would want to lease a car. Let's say that you're a salesperson, okay? You're a 1099 employee or you're a realtor, okay? And you're able to write off your mileage, et cetera. You could still lease a car because here's the thing. The great thing about leases is that the interest rate is usually very low and or zero. The payments are super low and it's very manageable. And what people like about doing a lease is that after two or four years, they just bring the car back to the dealership and they start all over again and get a new lease. The benefit of doing that typically is, again, that the payments are drastically lower. So the difference between a lease and a purchase, a lease you might pay $200 a month for a a pretty nice car, um, and a purchase you would actually pay somewhere around $450. Huge, huge difference. Okay. Now, at the end of the day, if you're purchasing a car, your plan is is that you want to keep that car for a certain period of time. And we all know, and if you don't know, a car is not an asset unless it's a very old car, like, you know, um, one of the classics, of course, that actually is an asset. But most of the cars that we're talking about that we're using for everyday use will not be an asset. As a matter of fact, the minute you drive that car off of the lot, it loses its value. So the minute you put your foot to the gas and you drive out of that driveway, it's actually lost value. And hence, it's the biggest reason why a lot of people that are smart will actually buy uh, six months or one year used cars. Because, you know, if the car, let's say, is $22,000, you know, $40,000, once you drive it off the lot, you've lost anywhere between four to $8,000 uh, as far as what that car is worth. So that's the, the biggest difference between leasing a car and purchasing a car in terms of being an individual. The only reason, again, that you would want to lease a car is that you want to keep your payments low and you're willing to, at the end of the lease, go back to the process and start paying a payment again. When you purchase a car, you purchase it for, you know, the, the loan is anywhere between three to five years and then you're done. You own the car and you have no more car payments. So it really depends on if you can write off the interest, if you can write off payments and, you know, your preference. But the reason I wanted to talk about this is that I've been getting a lot of clients that have had all kinds of conundrums when it comes to leasing a car and when you return a leased car. The thing that you should always remember when you're sitting down in the finance office and you are leasing a car are there are a lot of things that you have to remember. First and foremost, when you are leasing a car, you have to have full-blown insurance on that car, okay? Because you're never going to own that car, and the title is always going to be whoever the bank is. And they have to have you bumper to bumper insuring that car as well as anybody that gets in that car. 
The next thing that you always want to do, the biggest complaint that I get from clients is, I don't understand why I have this huge bill when I just turned in my car for the lease. And I ask them, well, when you turned in the car, did you take pictures of the car? Did you go over the miles? Did you check and see if the tires were treaded and needed new tires? All of these things are going to end up in a bill coming to you if you have not checked those things before you put the le- take the lease back to the dealership. And there are ways to avert this. I was just talking to a client yesterday and explaining to him because he had four different vehicles that he had very large bills for that were after he turned in the lease payments for over miles, um, damage to the car, and damage to the tires. There are insurance policies that you can purchase When you're sitting in the finance office for a leased car, you can purchase an insurance policy on the tires. It's very inexpensive. You know, it can be anywhere from $225 on up to $1,000, just depending on the type of vehicle that you're purchasing. And what happens is, is that when you bring that vehicle back to the dealership, even if there is you know, no tread on the tires and you bring them in and they're deflated, it won't matter because you've purchased the insurance on that beforehand. Also, there are insurance policies for door dings and also over the mileage, any type of damage that may have been done to the vehicle. You can pay for it ahead of time. And then when you bring the car back, to the dealership, you don't have to worry about any of the door dings or any type of damage that has been done to the car because you have purchased that policy ahead of time. So really, really important facts that you need to know and plan for. So if you're not going to get these insurance policies ahead of time, you have to know and understand that when you bring that car back to the dealership, it's been that two or four years that you've leased that car. You want to definitely take pictures of it. You also want to take pictures of the dashboard so that you know how many miles over or under you were on this particular car. Because listen, Human error happens all the time, guys. So in a lot of particular instances, what can happen is is that someone can make a mistake and say that you went over the miles when you didn't. But if you didn't take a picture, if you don't know what the mileage was when you brought the car back, you could be in for a big problem. The other thing and the other type of insurance that you can purchase is the key. A lot of these new cars right now have um, the keyless system. So you can start the car by pushing a button and you can keep your key in your purse or in your you know, cup holder or wherever it is that you keep your key. And a lot of people, unfortunately, lose keys for that particular purpose. And in some of these luxury cars, those keys can be anywhere from $1,000 to $2,000. So when you bring the key, when you bring the vehicle back to the dealership and you only bring one key, guess what? You're going to be getting a bill for $2,000 for that extra key that you didn't bring back. And you can pay ahead of time $200 for loss key prevention. So these are all of the different things that you need to look at and that you need to plan for when you are planning to either lease or purchase a car. 
Now, the other thing that you need to make sure of is let's just hypothetically say that you did lease a car and you did receive a bill for damages, for over mileage, whatever it is. And you say, you know what? I'm not going to pay that because I don't agree with them. Hey, friends, listen, it doesn't matter if you don't agree with them. What's going to happen is, is if you don't pay that bill, it's going to end up being a charge off on your credit report. So if you are in the process of negotiating with that car dealership and or with that bank with what's owed, you need to make sure that you let them know that you don't want them to send it to collections, turn it over to collections and or report anything on your credit history until after you have come to an agreement. Now, a lot of the times they won't give that to you in writing, but if you speak it over the phone, one of the things that you've always heard from A to the N to the G is that they are monitoring and recording their calls. So you need to write down in your call log that you've spoken to whoever it is that you've spoken to, the time and the date that you've spoken to them so that you can go back and say, listen, Um, You need to go back and listen to your recording on this date at this time with this particular person, and this is what they told me. Very, very important to keep really good records, friends. That's what I'm basically trying to tell you, okay? Another situation, when you're doing a lease swap, Listen, guys, it's not enough just to be a nice person and say, oh, yeah, no problem. We'll go ahead and just swap leases. We don't need a contract. I just had a situation with a client yesterday, brand new client. He's really upset. He just received a letter from his old car company that his vehicle is being repossessed. Why is that? Because the payments haven't been made in over eight months. And why did he not know that his payments weren't being made over the eight months? Because he wasn't monitoring his credit. So we're going to take a sidebar and talk about monitoring your credit. This is why, friends, I tell you that monitoring your credit is so dastardly important. You have to monitor your credit because what would happen is, is that if he was doing that, he would have seen on his credit report that his credit score had gone down and he would go into his credit report immediately and find out, oh my gosh, the person that I swapped my lease with hasn't been making the payment. Now, unfortunately, friends, once again, he did not have a contract. So guess who's going to be responsible for making all of those back payments and for dealing with the car and it being repossessed? It's going to be him. Because when you do a lease swap, it's really important that whoever you're swapping the lease with gets approved by the bank. It's not enough and it's not okay just to hand over the keys and trust the person because they say they're going to be making the the payments. You have to go through a whole process to take over someone's lease, okay? Even if it's a friend or a family member, it's not about not trusting people. It's about getting your own back. And you always want to make sure that you take care of the details. And you've always heard me say it's not a good idea to co-sign for anyone, I, I unfortunately don't do it for anyone and I never will. And the reason for that is, is that I have to protect and optimize my credit history because I'm a business owner. The last thing I want to have happen is that someone forgets to make a payment on my dime and my credit. And now it fractures our relationship because they forgot and they made a mistake. And listen, guys, I know mistakes happen, but I'm just looking ahead and averting those mistakes right now. 
So getting back to what I'm saying as far as making the plans and making sure that you're dotting your I's and crossing your T's when you are purchasing a car, you always want to look at the contract. Okay, you want to see what type of interest that they're offering to you and negotiate. But more important, what you always want to do, friends, is you always want to make sure that you have all of the right policies in place and you have all of the right things in place specifically for a lease like I talked about. Because the last thing you want to do is when you bring that car back to the dealership is get hit with a bill for $3,000 for some things that you could have paid $700 for up front. And listen, they will also be willing to, if you want to, split the payments over the the course of your lease. So let's say if it's $700, maybe you'd pay 20 bucks a month. These are really, really important details when you are leasing or purchasing a car. The other thing that you always want to look at is taxes. We see a lot of clients that end up with late payments on their cars because taxes have increased, either because they've moved residents, they've moved from one state to another, and now the taxes are new in that particular state. We had a client just last week that unfortunately had a bunch of late payments with his car because he moved to a new state. Taxes were different and it was only $4 different in each payment. But because he wasn't making that extra $4 payment every single month, they were reporting him late. Now, of course, there are ways to remedy that situation, but this is why it's so important to pay attention to your statements when you get them in the mail. Now, we're going to be going over that next week. I want you all to know that I'm going to be taking a couple of statements. It's going to be a mortgage statement, a credit card statement, and an automobile statement. And we're going to go over these statements and what you need to look for in each of these statements. Also, what you need to know that's going to be reported and recorded to your credit history on a monthly basis with respect to these statements and to look at the interest rate and the future of what you need to know when you're dealing with these types of bills on a monthly basis. So I hope that this was very informative information for you concerning leasing or purchasing a car. Once again, it's just about planning, friends, and we've talked about this. If you don't have a plan, then what happens? You plan to fail. Ask questions, okay, and negotiate well. The other thing you want to do is when you are purchasing or leasing a car, pull your own credit report and bring it to the dealership. Do your research ahead of time and figure out the type of vehicle that you actually want to purchase. Don't go around to, you know, several different dealerships and look at cars. Know what you want. Pinpoint at least three different types of cars that you want. Go and drive them. See if you like them. And then when you're ready to sit down and start negotiating, show them a copy of your credit report and your score and say, listen, this is what we're working with. Are you going to be able to do a deal based off this? Because the last thing you want to do is have a car dealership have 25 different banks pull your credit score. You only want to go maybe to two different banks so that you can get the best interest rate that's available to you. There's also an even better way to do it. If you have a good banking relationship or you belong to a credit union, a lot of these credit unions and banks will actually help you purchase the car at a very low interest rate because you're their customer. And then you can walk into a car dealership and you already have 
the loan in place to go ahead and drive the car off the lot. Now, again, friends, if you have any questions about this or if you've had any circumstances or situations that have happened with respect to a lease, please make sure that you email us at customerservice at conquercredit.com. It's a pleasure talking to you guys over the waves today. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and I'm out. <laughs>